episode of anatomical precision uh this is episode three our pre-steam con episode or as we uh totally prepared and want everybody to know it's the coming of the thresh apocalypse or thresh apocalypse or thresh threshening something something thresher um cabbage kicking yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so this is going to be a a short episode and unlike other podcasts when we say that we mean it's going to be a short episode mainly because i'm hungry and i want to eat dinner uh and we are going to be at SteamCon in several days uh and we are hoping to bring our recording equipment and get something some content out there as well um so we will get focused right on what we need to do what we want to talk about tonight which is SteamCon, uh, and as well as kind of the prep that we've had in the run-up to SteamCon competitively, what we have been doing in terms of events, tournaments, how it's been going, what have we been doing to get ready and prepare ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and all of that. So uh, now that I've uh, dominated our first minute and a half as per you know tradition i'd like to welcome <laughs> our other guests jared hey guys <laughs> and chris <laughs> all right uh so chris and jared you guys have been playing some tournaments recently uh in the run-up to steam con the, la- the past couple of weeks is that correct Yeah, it's uh, correct. I two weeks ago, I believe, uh, did the Veterans Day Guild Ball Bash hosted by Bill Anderson, and uh, took second place there, and had a great old time with uh, using Shark into all the fishermen and masons. Um, I also was at that tournament playing Morticians. Um, finish fourth or third depending on whether you want to look at long shanks or tiebreaker <laughs> so so we will say you finished <laughs> third according to the actual strength of schedule system with like real functioning math um yeah so, somehow i always get screwed like this <laughs> i don't understand how this keeps happening <laughs> uh, but i did have a good time i think bill's always an awesome host and um i lost to mike uh he did a key well, I don't know. We we probably don't want to get into that too much. But he did a key uh, smash shins on my obulus at like the last minute to keep me like two inches from scoring a goal. Pretty sweet play. And then also went to uh, PAX Unplugged uh, the week after that. I guess it was like a first ever event for them. And it was a really good time. It was a it was a big venue. I was uh, really amazed by the amount of space they had. Um, they had a really good tournament there too. I finished second to uh, Mike again. <laughs> <laughs> We definitely have gotten a chance to get a bunch of well, our a bunch more games against each other, which is awesome. So the anatomical precision team has been, you know, hitting the hitting the Gilball gym, uh, as they say. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to go back really quickly to our game at uh at Bill's uh, the veteran Go Balls Day batch where you, with the key smash shins. It was so key that you actually made the goal run and basically shot the goal before we remembered that wait a minute, hold on, you were smash shins. So like you, yeah, you can't yeah. finish, which was so I figured really at close. that at that point I'm on a clock out anyway, so I might as well do something useful. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you would have had it had you not been <laughs> Uh, yeah. minus some shin. Oh yeah, that was good, man. <laughs> it was good. Um, as for myself, I was at, as as Jared and Chris mentioned, both the uh, Veterans Day Guild Ball Bash as well as or Guild Ball whatever tournament and the Pax Unplugged. Um, both of which were great events. Got to play a bunch of really great players, Chris and Jared included. Had really great games and got a lot of good practice with uh, Hammer and and honor and my masons um so that was really great that i got to do um all those events back to back so like and i'm gonna actually quickly shout out my uh fiance melissa for being very very supportive and letting me go to all these events of the coming weeks prior to now being away for another weekend uh to play more games so (laughs) she's also cook she's also cooking me dinner right now so it's like it's just a so much so much support right um so sounds like we've been we've definitely been playing some tournaments to help us to prepare for uh steam con what else have you guys been any other preparations whether it's you know theorying uh other games casual games local games uh painting your model what else have you guys been doing to get ready for this event Start maybe with you, uh, Chris. Uh, yeah, I haven't actually gotten many games in. Uh, the holidays have made it very slow locally. Um, but I have been painting the... I plan on playing in the Homelands Cup after I scrub out. <laughs> and the doubles, if they have one, which they haven't posted one on the schedule yet, but they had mentioned it. So I'm paint, I painted up an Eisnor team with the Eisnor um, national colors according to like the fluff book, and now I'm working on painting up my three models for the doubles tournament. Awesome. Uh, mostly for me, I've switched my lineup again with morticians because uh, I'm stubborn, <laughs> and uh, I've been trying different things, uh, either on Vassal or through some of these tournaments, and I've kind of learned what works and what doesn't, um, playing about every model you can play in Morticians. Um, been playing against Jordan Nock a little bit on uh, Vassal, uh, which is an interesting experience. Uh, I love the guy, but he's kind of, you kind of learn things <laughs> when you play him. <laughs> Um, so I've decided that I also convinced uh, JJ Layfield, who uh, guys uh, most people know to be a professional shit talker, uh, who's f- uh, flying over to SteamCon. I convinced him to bring me a skulk uh, for I could paint it the night before and uh, play it at the last chance qualifier because I had um, I had messaged Perkins and he said it had to be painted because it was metal. Um, I'm like, okay, that's cool, whatever. Uh, so I'm definitely going to try him in my 10. I've got some ideas for Skulk in uh, certain matchups. Um, I'll switch back to Mist uh, from Avarice and Greed. The right so, choice. The right choice. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, yeah, experimented a little bit with adverse and greed in a certain matchup. So I do feel like morticians could protect them and had enough influence to provide what they needed. But after Jordan gave me a good shellacking with gutter, I realized that uh, maybe adverse isn't that great. <laughs> I think he did a five-point <laughs> activation at one point. So that was a definite eye-opener. <laughs> nice. uh, what was Jordan, by any, uh, just curious, what was Jordan playing in your game? He playing Corsair with oh, Siren, sure, sure. Gut, Gutter, okay. you know, uh, trying to take advantage of playbook results. Yep, um, yep. So, yeah, you know. Uh, actually, it was kind of interesting. I was up 4 nothing at one point. I had killed Corsair and Hag, and I ended up losing the game. Uh, it was pretty much because uh, Avarice was just a pinball machine. He could just get whatever he wanted off of him. He just sit there, <laughs> you know, just wreaking havoc yeah. with Seduced and uh, uh, um, Drag and all that. Um, siding blow stuff so it's a good game though I always appreciate his input it's a, like I mentioned before it's an eye-opening experience <laughs> uh, but what about yourself Mike uh, what have you been up to uh, so more, more or less the tournaments have been my main practice I did get uh, a local game and finally some of the locals who have been super busy um, with either a couple of them have you know done a very common New York thing is to jump between like every single new release of game that comes out um, so with like the ton of releases, I've had people switching between L5R, Shadespire, you know, XYZ, and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's not like they stop playing. Uh, they just, it's a very common New York thing to bounce, bounce around. Um, but finally, uh, you know, there was a couple people that were interested in, uh, and there's actually a couple of new people that have recently moved to New York that were trying to get in for some, uh, you know a meetup to get some games in but we were able to get some of our core players and i got a game uh against uh i'd say one of you know one of the really good well-skilled players for uh new york if only he would travel uh more than like an hour to play an event um uh mark and uh, he plays hunters so we had a we had a good game uh and i always enjoy he plays a, a good hunters game so that was good too play into but other than that i'd say my main uh prep has been a little bit of kind of uh theory crafting and memorization this is a, a super embarrassing thing but um because it's super nerdy but one thing i did uh, i did this <laughs> i did this over uh, two things but one thing i did over the summer and then have kind of started doing again was i um used some very classic uh, rehearsal stra- memory rehearsal strategies to just like memorize all of my players' playbooks like by heart. Mm-hmm. Not that it's something yeah. I don't know, but like I want to have the absolute confidence to like know the entire track, so know what I'm like being able to make those snap decisions as to what I'm looking for, and like be able to switch it on a fly. So like know that if like I'm starting to hit you know, four hits on gutter, five hits on gutter, what does that, I'm not on gutter, on honor, what does that mean? Um, Like, should I start taking the threes? Like, should I start, should I keep picking the momentous results? Like, be really having that knowledge to be able to make that call. Because I I have a good knowledge of how the playbooks work, but I'm, a lot of times I reference the card to kind of like help me with the analysis of like what's the best, um, strategy to like do i need to kill this model can i do i need to generate momentum can i do both etc etc uh so really i feel like 
the better I have those playbooks over learned, um, it helps me to make those decisions quicker, which helps me with clocking, which is definitely something I have historically struggled with. So uh, that's been a, a lot of the prep for me. And the second one is I made a, a matchup matrix, which was purely based off of my own feelings and no, no hard data. But it was just to kind of help me get my own thoughts like down um, and get a good sense of like really knowing what captains I want to play into which matchups and what would change that um, and really have a good sense of that. So when I go into the process, I'm not I'm not surprised by like a matchup that I get, especially if it's a guild that I don't play as frequently. So like, what am I going to do into Alchemist? You know, I don't get to play against Alchemist a, uh, a lot, and I know there are some really great Alchemist players that I could potentially see in either the LCQ or, you know, if I'm if I'm lucky enough to make it into the Nationals, there's Vince, etc. So, like, what am I going to do in those matchups? Having, you know, that forethought uh, really, for me, uh, is I think will help me to not make stupid decisions. No, I like it, man. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I like that preparation, and I wouldn't consider it a geeky thing. I think you're taking the situation seriously. I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, fair, fair. The last thing I've been doing is trying to pack, uh, trying to figure out how I'm going to organize all of my stuff oh, to yeah. pack everything <laughs> in very small space and bring recording equipment. And... Um, have all the you know widgets and not forget anything or not forget any teams that I may want to play over the weekend. So uh, that's been a that's been a journey of it of itself. So. Well, speaking of which, I saw an interesting question on Facebook about what is the one thing that you usually forget frequently on a convention trip. What was your guy's answer? Something to shave with every single time. Uh, I actually responded also something to shave with because I very frequently forget that. Luckily, I just shaved like uh, last night, so I'm good. I can I can go a couple days. I don't mind growing it out a little bit. Um, for me, it's almost always a toothbrush, and then I always have to go and buy one. <laughs> so <laughs> I I have had a history of forgetting um, actual hair uh, combs or brushes I or something. And I've so far all of the bill events I've gone to have been me just running my fingers through my hair to try and comb it because I actually forgot. That, I mean, that's actually. Oh, go ahead, Jerry. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say that's. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say that's better than uh, forgetting your hair, which is what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I went with uh, my germaphobe showed, and I went with hand sanitizer. Like I can't live without that shit, man. I, I don't know if it's because I, I live in the healthcare or work in the healthcare field, and I see all these afflictions and diseases and shit. But, like I get freaked out. <laughs> so if I don't have my hand sanitizer, I'm probably going to the bathroom every five seconds to wash my hands, or uh, God knows what, you know. So hopefully nobody will be digging through my bag, throwing away my hand sanitizer at SteamCon. That wouldn't be cool, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Announcing it to the world is a great way to make that not happen. Yeah. I'll break your arm. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> uh, so what are you guys looking forward to the most, like making the trip itself? I mean, is there anything in particular besides all the gill ball shenanigans? <clears throat> Uh, eating really 
really healthy food in Chicago. <laughs> They're really known for their grease pits and uh, <laughs> portillos. Excellent. What about you, Mike? Um, that does sound pretty good. Uh that said, I'm probably most I'm most excited for the social aspect of uh, of just you know hanging out with many people that I do know from the community, people that I've met in person at tournaments, uh, or people that I know from online, or even people that I haven't met yet. So I'm I'm excited for that, uh, especially you know even though I do plan on doing a ton of playing, and I'm not the type to like just walk around the convention and like hang out um i like to be involved in a lot of events but i do like doing plenty of hanging out between those events and after and before those events um and during like just you know just playing the game games with people um so i'm looking forward to doing that and assuming that i don't uh make it all the way to world there will be um at the very least uh sunday but also a decent chance of saturday as well where i will be doing fun events and casual games and all of that good stuff so i'm looking forward to a lot of chicanery and good times i think one of the things that's kind of caught my eyes the uh, design a model um i don't know if they're going to do that again for the u.s but I, I think that's really cool so it's something i would like to participate in if i don't do well in tournaments uh, but I'd also just like to do maybe a little bit of sightseeing outside the Guild Ball events, um, maybe like on a Sunday evening or whatnot. I'm, I'm supposed to return Monday, so I might have some time for that. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the trip. Awesome. Yeah, me too. Me, me as well. I've been super stoked for it. It is. Uh, I saw a Facebook post on the Guild Ball uh, supporters group where they said, like, this is the least productive uh week like that week leading up to something where you're so excited and i can totally relate to that although for me it's actually uh a super busy and super needs to be productive week but yeah it's been the struggle has been real yeah it's been an exam week for me so it's uh no option but to be productive all right so what do you guys want to talk about next (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um so i mean we yeah we really wanted to keep this this is gonna be our like steam con run of it sounds um sounds like we've all done a bunch of prep of various sorts we're all excited um we will definitely have some some either during during the co- convention post convention recording some sort of uh content for our dear listeners uh at SteamCon. Uh, so we'll see what that is, and we uh, we are looking forward to it a lot. We, I think I think we can skip forward to our um, to our regular segment, uh, otherwise known as Straight from the Wank Dungeon. We have some questions straight from the Gill Ball Zone Discord. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, tackle those. So our first question is comes from Chris, no last name 
provided. Um, it was it was Baker. They were all gotcha. Uh, Chris okay. Baker and JS. So Chris much. Baker uh, says dials versus apps. Uh, so I assume he is talking about dials for measuring damage on models and tracking damage versus using uh, apps. Neither. Yeah, I'm on a uh, I'm on a heavily on neither. I like to be able to look across the table and see the marked up. Okay. Damage. Yeah, I trust Mike. He's the only one I've ever trusted with an app. I don't trust the <laughs> other guys. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I just like to see that shit, man. Like I've got 2010 vision, and uh, I like to use it. You know what I mean? So uh, if you're messing with an app or a doll or something, I don't know what's going on over there. And after seeing that shenanigans on that. Um, that stream where that guy had, I couldn't even keep track. Um, I don't know how anybody was, uh, but they never did. Ki- that actually oh, okay. was Chris. <laughs> it's like, it's like, they never did kill Tater, man. I, I, don't, I don't know what was going on there. So, yeah, I'm over the dials. I'm over it. Uh, yeah, that dials, like, what? Uh, dot, no, not dials. Um, I mean, like, if you are a newer player and you are using the materials from uh, the kickoff set or I don't know anything else that has dials in it yeah by all means sure um, I'll give you I'll give you that for a little while um, whatever works to you know get you comfortable with the game but once you are like into the game and you know how to play and you're uh, in tournaments or in you know playing serious more serious games uh, yeah I'm not a not a fan of dials they just I don't know they're easy to like accidentally put between two numbers or or mix that said i use dials for momentum tracking so i'm a little bit of a hypocrite here um but i have gone back to using uh recently using dice again um the only issue i have with dice for my momentum is that i always accidentally pick up my dice and then that's a problem uh, so i have to figure i mean the ideal would be like would be like marbles and Get- stuff and i've used that in the past the issue is usually just uh is having enough of those available with since i play a lot of guilds although i've been playing masons recently is having them available in like all of my different cases so that whatever team i want to play i have access to momentum tracking for each of those teams um but yeah, I, sh- I should probably go back to marbles for that. I like to get a really heavy gotcha. D12. That's not a bad option. Uh, but as for apps, in terms of I have I do use the app. I have no problem switching to cards, and I I overall prefer the cards. I have no problems using the app myself, or if somebody else is using it, as long as it's being clearly and consistently um, communicated. The reason I've been using the app is mainly because I've been too lazy to. Uh, use my work printer to since I don't have a, a a home printer to actually print off a hammer card. So whenever I play hammer, I have to use the app. Uh, that will change. I will print that, uh, assuming I can remember tomorrow at work or Thursday at work, so that I have the the card ready for SteamCon and don't aren't reliant on the app. Um, but yeah, I do like to reference the apps regardless of if I'm using it i like to have it available so i yeah, can i like to do that too look at things 
right. But yep. if you've got dials across from me, like I've got extra sleeves and extra marker <laughs> and, and hand sanitizer. Like you, I don't want you using that shit. I don't care if you're brand new or not. I've got the extra materials. You're not allowed to use that shit. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> next. Jared will come at you with hand sanitizer. No, I, hate, I hate the dials, man. I just don't like them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, Jared, how would you fix bone saw? This comes to us. Yes. From I love this question. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick look at it here. So we've got bone saw. He's got the meditation. I think I would get rid of that altogether. Wait, pausing, you, him... pausing you here, Jared, you have one minute. This is Jared's. Okay. I'll make it quick. No, I'll no, no. This quick. is Jared's valuable minute since, um, you know. Well, that doesn't exist so anywhere. No, it's your valuable yeah. bone saw minute. Ready, we'll set, go. We'll call it the ger germaphobe minute. Um, so we're going to get rid of meditation altogether. Uh, make offensive, defensive just permanent. Make him a 5 I'm cool with the four attack, the eight-inch movement, uh, the eight-inch kick. Um, I like his ability with swift wind and football dervish. But the way I would change dervish is I would make it something similar to bushel. Uh, to where he has to pay, you know how Bushel picks up a harvest token and then uh, gets to re-roll unsuccessful kicks. I would have him uh, lose his health, kind of tapping into chi like a monk. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't a fan of magic or whatever, but it's the best I can come up with. So maybe even lose six health, uh, something a little bit more Ooh. severe than crazy. Ooh. And then, yeah, oh, I'm cool with it. And then just have him re-roll any unsuccessful kicks uh, by using that sort of character trait. Um, yeah, I don't know, you give him something else besides that. But I keep him at one inch. Uh, I like his playbook. Everything's momentous, so it's pretty good. That's it. Okay. That's my germaphobe minute. So, <laughs> next. <laughs> uh, I would love him to get, instead of, uh, to get I, I'm open, maybe, instead of football dervish. Um, mm -hmm. Or at least instead of the football dervish. That way, like, I don't know, he can spend influence and generate momentum as opposed to having to spend a ton of momentum uh, to to use that ability. Well, I guess the only thing is his brain pans already got it in the faction. I just don't know if they'd want it twice, you know? Sure. So. That's true. I'm open to All right, really so expensive. It's solved. Bonesaw gets true replication. There we go. Hey, I, I would take that. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. I think he's cool. They just need to give him a little something. I like him. I think he's interesting, but it's not where he's at at the moment. Yeah, so. yeah. For sure. Excellent. Love the model. All right. Yeah. Solved. Fixed. Fixed bone saw. Um, yeah. Will we get the minis that lost UIC from Phil Bowen? Phil, this is a bad question. The answer is no. Um, we will not, unless you are Obulus uh, and apparently Hunters, then yes. But no. <laughs> we'll be getting them as dials to be used for <laughs> tournament play only. Yes. Mandatory <laughs> dials that uh, are have the picture of the uh, fish gutter that would have been. Yeah. To punish everyone that didn't vote. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's another question. Oh, and there's my dog. Uh, this would be a good one. So here's another question for Jared, I think, mainly because I don't know that the rest of us can answer this. How nice is Charles Nurser, Charles Nurser, Charles Nurser, Charles Nurser, or however many Nursers and Charleses he has now, officially? 
Um, so I've, go ahead, Jared. I've seen him at WTC. I never really introduced myself, uh, but just seeing him in action, he's a really pleasant person. So I'm surprised he's got all this, uh, I don't know, fan base or whatever. It's almost like he's a, a professional wrestler at the moment, <laughs> as much hype as he's been getting. <laughs> so he, he seems like a, like a true gentleman, and I really liked his interview. I think it was on uh, Singled Out. Uh, he talked about morticians a bit and then switching to Union. And I uh, found that to be a pretty valuable uh, interview. So he seems really knowledgeable about the game. So uh, officially from Jared saying you cannot be nice and have a fan base, which is ironic considering uh, Jared has an uh, amazing Australian <laughs> fan base uh, and is also nice. Um, so apparently you have to be you have to be a jerk or some you know controversial in some way to be famous. I'm, I mean, those are some bold bold words. Um. Well, there, there was one point I noticed something that looked similar to a dial uh, near his play space, and that's why I totally didn't introduce myself. But if I go by again and I don't see anything sketchy like that, I will go shake shake his hand. You know? but, uh, well, only after you put the hand sanitizer on it, right? That's <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. I do look forward to meeting Charles Nurser. Um, uh, I've used his. Uh, damage calculation website many times because I'm awful at that stuff and I appreciate it. So somebody who creates content for the community has to be at I least a little Do you nice. want to uh, shout out that website since I don't know it off the top? You know, is it? It. I don't know how to say it or spell <laughs> All right, it. excellent. Great. So go look up uh, Guild Ball Damage calculation thing on google and that will totally help you or you could just look up a binomial calculator uh because that does the same thing um and if you don't know how to use a binomial probability calculator um learn so there you go uh well, do farmers and blacksmiths raise staves stock this is a very important question um i say no and the reason i say no is because staves stock is already so high we've seen um, how he is the center of all the hottest of strategies, um, like knocking over your own players and pushing them forward uh, to send them <laughs> missling into the other team. No, but in all seriousness, uh, I think it does potentially help, uh, particularly uh, with farmers. I know Pat uh, Van Valza, uh has been talking about the possibility of just... Uh, Sending sending stay forward turn one and hoping for the seventy five percent chance to uh, do some things to Thresher to make it into a a, a good game, um, but that aside, I think there there is definitely some extra value to his uh, his his play his character play uh, with these new teams that rely on positional synergies uh, more so than many of the current what do you guys think i think uh you kind of when you're playing into thresher i think he could have some value because you're you are taking a like 75 percent chance of just pushing him outside of useful range um so that can't be that bad but i've still not seen what he's going to do specifically that does anything to the blacksmiths because they don't have 
that low of uh, Are you sure about that? <laughs> Take another look at <laughs> uh, the the value the valuable models usually have somewhere at least so we a have. three. And then and then uh there's ones with threes and charmed male like cast. Sure. So but Hearth and Hearth and Anvil, but I don't like Anvil, so Um I think I could be wrong on this. It's close with Masons and Brewers, but they they might they, they look like they might be tied and I'm sure I know there was a, a, a statistics breakdown of guild, so I'm sure it's probably in there somewhere. So I could look this up. But they uh I, I here's what I'll say. They have models that are four defense, but they also have models that are three and two. Uh particularly their masters tend to be lower defense. Um so I think there's value there. That said, he definitely uh blacksmiths do lo- would love to see a two zero model um <laughs> that they can just bounce off of and get gold stuff like that so not 100 percent sure how how viable that will be um the one thing i will say though in, that we didn't say into farmers that is just uh to explain a tactic really quickly um the cool thing about stave into thresher particularly with millstone uh, no knockdown aura is that if he if thresher is exactly 12 or within 12 inches from stave stave can uh sprint throw down the uh lob barrel so that the center is on top of thresher and then he can choose the direction in which thresher is pushed and that push can happen before the knockdown meaning that there is a greater chance of being able to push Thresher out of Millstone's um, condition, catching, or uh, uh, and actually knock him down for real. So, that's kind of cool. I'm going to say no, uh, <laughs> just due to the fact that I think uh, models like that are good against your average or above average players, but when you start playing the elite, uh, and I've learned this with my average and greed scenario you know you play a player like jordan or something there's no way in hell that that model's going to do anything against somebody like him um so i mean i guess it depends on what you're looking for are you looking to just compete um you know on an average level or are you looking to be the best or whatever and if you're looking to be the best i don't think he's he should be on the field i think people would be able to take advantage of being a 2-0 so i don't know that's my opinion all right. Um, I think we have time for... We'll do... One more question. Let's do one more. Let's do one Let's more do question. All right, do you guys do want it. to do best playbooks or worst playbooks? Mm. Podcast. Right. How about each person pick which they want? All right. Mike, go first. <laughs> oh, me go first in terms of best <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. You can pick either or best or worst. Go. All right. <laughs> you got five seconds. I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose best. Uh, okay. And I am going to choose. I'm going to choose Hammer's playbook. This is a cop out since it's easy. I've been playing it. Actually, you know what? No. I'm not going to choose Hammer's. I'm going to choose Mallet's playbook. Best playbook for. I'm, I'm going with non captains here. Um, and the reasoning for that is Tac 5. Momentous gill ball on one with obviously with the three inch uh, reach is really great. But the reason the playbook is so good 
so he has singled out, so he can self-buff himself. He has Momentous 2 on 2, which is very reliable to get, particularly once you have singled out on, or if there's, a, you know, or against the 3-1 model, or if there's any other crowd uh, gang-ups or any other bonuses. Um, he... So with that singled out, he's able to hit his two very reliably, his knockdown and his tackle uh, pretty reliably. He also gets the non-momentous three and four. So once you are able to kind of, you know, go in, single out, go in, knock down, um, you can generate some momentum and then go ahead and those last one or two hits um, can be three to four damage or more um, if you have the right setup. In addition to that, it, not only does he have the single out on one, he has uh, the smash in on one, which uh, I think is an amazing, uh, amazing play to have, particularly to have momentous. Uh, so he can, you know, he could single out mo- uh, a model repeated. So he can always generate. If you if he walks over to a model, as long as he can get one hit after armor, he generates uh, a momentum on every single hit. And not only can, you know, he could do that just with singled out, but he also has the added value of he can single you out, he can smash your shins, and if he's still somehow only hitting one hit, then he can go back and single you out again to get additional momentum. But like obviously, it's pretty likely he'll he'll hit higher at that point. But he can really put a lot of um, good buffs and debuffs onto the opponent, as well as be a really reliable source of damage. So his playbook is fantastic, and it's why you're such a Mason's it. Homer. yes 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 damn was that one you're supposed to pick three okay oh well all right uh then uh two more mason there you go all right (laughs) (laughs) that's cool all right you go next chris all right so the first one i would say is honor because you're getting So many things that you like right there in your first three columns, especially in your first two, because you got the moments as damage, you got the moments as, what is it, tackle, you got the double dodge and one damage to go with the double dodge, so, um, yeah, she's just really good there, and I think for my other ones, I'm not 100%, but... Compared to other mascots, I'm gonna say Buckwheat because he has that knockdown on one, momentous on momentous knockdown on two, and he also gets the free push away with it. So Buckwheat in the field of mascots has a really nutty playbook. I mean, not as good as record though with his momentous one knockdown. Come on. Uh, do you have that playbook memorized? Uh, if you have that one memorized, we're in trouble. <laughs> do, you, do you have that one memorized? No. <laughs> I, no way you're playing that guy. <laughs> no, I do not. No. Uh, all right. Okay. And Jared? All right, I'm going to do two best, one worst. Worst, Brain Pan. Let's just get that over with. He's got Momentous Tackle <laughs> on the one, and I don't even know what the rest is, so who cares? Uh, Siren, I think she's got an awesome playbook uh, to me. Just being able to get seduced off the playbook, having a three-volume playbook uh, in a faction that has multiple two-inch reach, to me, that's a no-brainer. She's awesome. 
And then the last one, uh, kind of a surprise pick, just because I love this team so much, I love the versatility of his playbook, is Jakar. I just love the fact that he's got so many momentous results with dodges, push dodges, but he can also access that gut and string, uh, which to me is a, <clears throat> a playbook result that's probably underutilized, uh, just being able to you know, gut and string a model, minus one defense, back to the shadows, setting up other people on his team. I um, also love the fact that it's six long, and he's got a six tack with uh, anatomical uh, precision. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> is, is awesome. I've seen him kill Hammer uh, when Hammer's on 13 health if he's knocked down and uh, uh, snared. So, I mean, I think he's really good. So. Nice. I want to do, do one uh, more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go controversial here. Uh, and JS, one of the questions was... What, what are the two worst playbooks besides Jack or after Jack? But I'm going to say Jack's playbook is awesome because it does exactly what he needs to do, which is he goes in, he charges in, he gets his momentous push that gets him the momentum he needs to try to tested you off the board. Uh, so amazing playbook. So there you go. You're wrong, J.M. <laughs> the tack- the non-momentous yeah, tackle has gotten me more than anything like that is the most no for sure that's also deck. really good um, and I've always enjoyed that when I played fish but all right yeah, that's good those are good questions I like those yeah uh, I'm I mean they need to be more sarcastic next time but uh, I'll take serious questions as well so yeah, that's good <laughs> all right uh, so with that we're gonna <laughs> wrap up for our for today uh we will next time you guys hopefully this will get out get edited and get out uh get minimally edited and get out before SteamCon. uh and the next time you'll hear us will be during after SteamCon. so um you know for every anyone that we are seeing uh or that we that is going to SteamCon, uh you know hope uh, looking forward to you know meeting you come if you are interested definitely come and give us a shout out say um how bad of a job or how you know, not horrible of a job that we're doing. Uh, if you have any comments or just want to hang out, play games, chill, talk, uh, get hand sanitizer from Jared. Those are all. <laughs> hey, man, all you assholes will thank me when you don't have the crud the following week. Like, I've done so many conventions. I know what that crud's like, and I want nothing to do with it. So There we go. <laughs> words words of wisdom. Uh, yeah, so uh, give us a shout-out. Come, come, uh, come hang out with us uh say hi we will have our awesome anatomical precision jerseys on so it will be pretty oh, yeah. hard to miss ask us. about that okay yeah all awesome. right sounds amazing uh any closing words guys um i just look forward to meeting anybody i mean if you just want to come up and chat or you know just do a pickup game i'm there to play guild ball and talk about the game so uh you know even if you're new to the game just introduce yourself and you know, I look forward to meeting people. That's the whole reason I'm coming there. So, look forward to the trip. I also heard that uh, that you are favored to win worlds by um, some people. Yeah, well, the Aussies are uh, <laughs> also running from uh, spiders the size of my hand and God knows what else. So, I don't know how they determine all these things. But, uh, I mean, I'm just going to give it my best shot. I, mean, I think we're all there to win, ultimately. But it's not a... Um, life or death situation for me i'll make the best of it even if i don't win um so i just want to have a good time really which is a weird uh, concept for me because i'm so competitive uh, but yeah i'm just looking to have a good time to be honest awesome 
Yeah. I'm going to say my closing words and take a trademark from Strictly the Worst and say, All fucking right. fight me. Yes. Excellent. Because we haven't copied enough things from other podcasts already. <laughs> I thought it was going to be choo-choo, motherfucker. I'm so disappointed. I thought Chris was just going to break out and go choo-choo, motherfucker. It's out there now. So, Actually, yeah, definitely come on. Thank you for coming. Challenge to make because I was born.